This is the New Canaan Society podcast for the Franklin, Tennessee chapter. We are a group of men who gather together to encourage each other in friendship and in faith, and to support each other to be better husbands, fathers, and better men in the marketplace and in our communities. Friendship at NCS happens through our regular meetings in local chapters all across the country. The Franklin, Tennessee chapter meets the first and third Thursdays of each month at Puckett's Grocery and Restaurant in downtown Franklin from 7 to 8 a.m. This podcast is sponsored by Harrington Interactive Media. We create quality media products like this podcast and we help you market them. One product we make is high quality ebooks, which are great for generating leads. Check out some examples of ebooks we've produced and hire us to edit, design, and format your company's next ebook. Go to HarringtonInteractive.com. Okay, we're excited about this episode because it's a special talk delivered by Becca Stevens of Thistle Farms, and she brought some of her friends, including Doris Walker. Now, our meetings are normally just for men, but Becca's ministry is special to us, and her talk this year was especially meaningful, partially because of the announcement at the end. Learn about Thistle Farms and listen to Becca's touching stories here in this podcast about women who were once physically abused, and now they experience redemption through employment as what they call thistle farmers by making bath and beauty products. At the chance that Thistle Farms is unfamiliar to you, they are a nonprofit social enterprise based here in Nashville dedicated to helping women survivors recover and heal from prostitution, trafficking, and addiction. They do this by providing a safe place to live, a meaningful job, and a lifelong sisterhood of support. Now, Thistle Farms has been very generous to us here at NCS by offering a 15% discount on natural body and home products handcrafted by women survivors of trafficking and addiction. This discount is for anyone who can hear this podcast. Go to thistlefarms.org and use the code NCS15 at checkout. That's thistlefarms.org, promo code NCS15. All right, now Becca Stevens. Becca really, though, is setting up Doris Walker, who shares her story. Little does she know, but at the end, Wes and the guys have something to add to her story. I'll let you listen to find out what it is. Here's Becca. This is a, like one of the things we really look forward to all year. Thank you all for letting us be a part of it, and I'll introduce everybody as we are going through it. But I was thinking about how many, I mean, part of the reason Thistle Farms has grown and done so well is that people just are kind to us. And I learned early on that people don't have to be that kind to you. And you really need to appreciate it when it has. And we've been embraced, and it's been beautiful. And you guys are a huge part of it. I mean, I think it's like everybody's a server. Everybody wants to serve. It's like, you know, the gospel calls us to serve. But the idea that you get to serve with love is really beautiful. And I think I've never talked to you, Wes, and you, Larry, about this event and how you invite us in and how you welcome us in, that it's like you are serving with love, and that really preaches very well. So thank you for that, and thank you all for um, how you welcome us with grace and dignity every year and how you, you were just, I know you were just nibbling at the table, but we're going to go in for the feast after the talk and be done with our whole Christmas shopping That's, you know, part of how we continue to exist and what we do and how we love and how we serve. And really, it's not enough just to give. 
you know, that's great. You should give, and I should give. But the idea that we could do it and give in gratitude is part of what we're founded on at Thistle Farms. I know that when we started out, we started out with residential communities, just very small communities for women who are survivors of trafficking, addiction, and prostitution. This is about 21 years ago. And it was about four years into it that I realized that if we're talking about loving women, we need to go ahead and start a social justice enterprise. We need to start work because you can't talk about loving women and not be concerned about their economic well-being. And so we started, we started making healing oils and candles and all these beautiful things for the body. I mean, none of the women I had served in my work there um, had not been raped. Zero. And so the idea of making something really beautiful and healing to remember our bodies are made in the image of God, our bodies are beautiful, our bodies were worthy, that we could be grateful for our bodies was a big thing. So we started making products, it grew, Whole Foods started in, people loved us, you know, we grew into the largest social justice enterprise run by survivors in the country, other communities came in and they said, we want to do what you do, we have more than 50 sister communities in other cities around the country now, and like you said, there's about... um, Right at 30 to 40, depending on what season it is, global partners that we engage. And somewhere along that line about learning about giving and gratitude, it dawned on me that the reason I think that um, it started making sense to me why Jesus would leave 99 sheep and go after one is that that's a good business model. It's smart to do that. To go after the one sheep is good business. And it's good business because grateful lost sheep that have been found make the best disciples in the entire universe. The best witnesses to love. They're the folks, I'm the folks, when I remember that in the story of the Good Samaritan, I was in the ditch and somebody came after me. You know, grateful disciples are the one that we remember when we're caught in adultery that Jesus was the one that erase that for us to give us a place to begin again to love and to serve and it makes this space of saying we can do this and we can be grateful for doing it and I love in the story of the 10 lepers when the one leper comes back and says thanks Jesus says your faith has made you well he equivocates gratitude and faith that that's how big it is to give in gratitude and to live in gratitude that that's a faithful way to live. And so I've been trying to do this work as much as I can with gratitude. It's um, really beautiful and really hard sometimes. It's an amazing gift. And so for y'all to be giving to us and serving with love and gratitude is how we understand the gospel. So you are preaching well to us today. And one of the things that's really beautiful about today is I get to be with two women who have never done a sales event before. This is their very, very first event. Please don't make it a sad event. (laughs) Please don't send them back to Thistle Farms on their very first event. You know, we sold $300. That that can't happen. It can't happen. It just can't. I'll buy stuff, I promise. I will buy stuff. No, but both folks um, from Michigan and... Tom, where are you from? From Tennessee. And they're part of the manufacturing team, and this has been a beautiful season. And this morning, 
I think I speak for y'all when I say thank you to, to everybody for all the ways that we love each other back into community. Yes, they are. Yeah, absolutely. They're residents of the community. So we have six homes right here in Nashville um, that are have been part of this growing, beautiful community. So when we were growing and we we're trying to be grateful as we go out into the world, one of the places we went to pretty recently was uh, Mexico. And we helped start a group there called the Moringa Madres. They grow moringa. Do y'all know moringa is the new superfood? It, you know, the Wall Street Journal move over kale. Yeah. Huh? Uh, yes. I forgot. I'm trying to sell it. Yes, it does. It's amazing. Yeah, it tastes like chicken. Um, it is. You know, you don't have to drink it. You can soak in it, too. You don't have to drink it. But it's this beautiful superfood that has twice the protein of yogurt, four times the vitamins of carrots, three times the potassium of bananas, four times the calcium milk, seven times the vitamin C of oranges. I mean, it's really beautiful, healthy thing. And there was a group of women all who were homeless who were coming to a feeding program at a church. And it was that they were, I think... You know, the folks at the church and the women were feeling like this wasn't really serving in love fully. This wasn't really caring with dignity or giving in gratitude. It was just this begging model, you know. And the truth is, is that there's the old adage, you know, give a woman a fish, feed her for a day, teach her how to fish, feed her for a lifetime. And mostly women know how to fish. We don't need to be taught how to fish. We have been fishing for a long time, but the problem is we don't usually have good poles, and we don't have licenses to have access to the lake, and we don't have transportation to get to the fish to the market, and we don't have a distribution system to get it into the marketplace. And so what we realize is that if you can find out what women know how to fish, we can really nurture that and make it a trauma-informed care place, a loving place with dignity and gratitude that they can come together. So the women called themselves Moringa Madres. They say, we can grow Moringa. And we're like, okay, we're in. We'll partner with you. We've gone down there for a couple of years. And the problem is, is that um, there are some new women that are part of it. But they haven't really figured out the markets near Guadalajara, Mexico, which is a huge market, 6 million people. You know, all of them, if you say it the right way and do the right thing, you can sell Moringa to. It's a beautiful market. So... We went down there to look at how we could help expand the markets. And like today, traveling with um, residents and graduates of the program, went down there with a woman named Sheila who, at five years old, she began her journey of being trafficked in the United States of America. Five years old. And she was trafficked all over. Um, she talks about being duct taped and thrown in the Salt Lake and surviving that and ending up with a pimp in Memphis, Tennessee, and then finally getting away from him. And she prostituted herself in Nashville, Tennessee, when we found her. She came to Thistle Farms. She, this is years and years and years ago. She found out she had breast cancer when she got there. So she went through recovery and cancer and um, said that really was the best thing that had ever happened to her because she lost all her hair and then 
when she started in her chemo and she could see this roadmap of her life and how horrible it had been and all the scarring and brokenness and how she wanted to heal. So she goes on, she gets her degree in social work, she gets married, they have two children. In 2013, Nicholas Kristoff of the New York Times wrote an article about her called The World's Best Mom. Beautiful. And she started a program. She's grateful and loving and went back into the prisons and started a program called Magdalene on the Inside that has been a beautiful asset to our community. Um, so she was with me in Mexico. It was her first time in Mexico. She went down there, and she was going to help talk about trauma-informed care for the women picking the moringa and how they could really start being more like a community. We went to the woman who runs the place home. Her name is Gisela. She was deported at the age of 14. She speaks perfect English. She um, has a horrible story of trauma in the hills of uh, Mexico. And when Sheila saw where she was living and how she was living with her children, it was behind a dump with a dirt floor and a, you know, tarm, tarm, some, some tin and some just tarp over the roof and a hose to um, have water for everything. Sheila just started to weep. Now, you're talking about somebody, she's seen a lot. And she says, you know, as hard as it was for me, I don't know if it was ever this desperate. And we sat down, and we began to talk, and um, Hisela and the women of the Moringa Madre say, oh, we can get a mark, there's a booth that we can buy at the marketplace, but it costs $387 to buy the booth. And immediately, Sheila goes, I'll give you $387. I was like, that is so beautiful, isn't it? Grateful to give. Grateful that she has $387 in expendable cash to offer another woman for hope and healing. And when I witnessed it and witnessed the two women and knew that they were talking about healing and generating a lot of love, I thought, that is what I want to do. I want to figure out this year what my $387 are. What is it that I have to offer? And that I want to jump up and go, I can offer that. I can, this I can do. Because it's such a beautiful, faithful, loving place to give. And that has been... What I love, I think, most about watching all of the women come through Thistle Farms and Magdalene, that you come in, maybe homeless, maybe straight out of jail, and somehow on this journey of community where we love um, as we serve and we give in gratitude, we all find that we have $387. And it's a beautiful thing. And no one's taught me that better than Doris. Doris is, she is, I would say an old graduate, but that's not what I mean. <laughs> from she graduated a long time ago that's what I'm trying to say she's young as the world and I've told a million stories on Doris who if she had time to describe her own story would tell you about her journey of trauma as a child like many of the women on average this is not Doris's story but on average the women that we serve are first rate between the ages of 7 and 11 and they hit the streets on average between um, 14 and 16 years old. But Doris' story of trauma in her youth, she talks about in her journey, she was trapped in a 10-block radius on the streets of Nashville, Tennessee, for more than 26 years. 
And Doris, like so many of the women, had seen the inside of prison walls and the back side of anger, the underside of bridges, the mean side of racism, all of the things that broken community has to offer one another. But she never gave up hope, and she was a powerhouse from the moment I met her full of joy. And also she had some, you know, trepidation about things. She had never seen the top side of a cloud. The first time she flew, she was almost hysterical taking off, and the flight attendant said, you know, the first drink's on me to her. (laughs) And I was like, that is a horrible idea. But... um, I'll take her drink coupon if you want me to. Um, I didn't say that. Um, But also she was like, she had fear about the water. She'd never seen the far side of a sunrise. Um, And I got to be with her the very first time she ever walked to the ocean, and she was scared to go. And I was like, Doris, sharks rarely climb up on the beach and bite your ankles. We're going to be fine. So I went out there with her, and that was one of my greatest joys is walking with her and feeling her feel the sand for the first time. Saw her first take a step in the ocean, and in pure Doris fashion, she was like, you know, getting in the ocean. And then she just raised her hand. She has the most beautiful voice, and she said in her great lilting tone, has this been doing this my whole life? You know, all those 26 years she was on the streets, that tide was going in and out. As long as the moon has been spinning around the earth, the tide's been going in and out. And, you know, older and deeper than that tide is love. And it's stronger. But sometimes it does take a community to help us get down to that shore to feel its power and grace. So last year, when we got called by a group that were taking, I promise you this is a thing. I know you're not going to believe me, but... I only have told a few fibs so far. Um, I haven't said anything on. It was a justice cruise. It's an 11-day justice cruise. That's how they build it. And what it means is that you get a talk in the morning and do some um, gospel singing. And then it's just a cruise. But they were going to give Thistle Farms a great amount of money. We could talk about this with thousands of people. And I called Doris. I'm like, Doris, get your passport, baby. We're going on a cruise, and we're going to sing and talk about Thistle Farms and share our story all through the seven high seas. Now, this is a woman that was scared to step in the ocean. And Doris is like, I'm all in. And we went, and on that very first night, the Lord called up a horrible storm. And I was thinking about you in your um, cabin thinking, she's losing her mind. She's got to be losing her mind. And Doris was up first the next morning, 9 o'clock, and we were down at like on the fourth level of this huge cruise ship. I mean, this um, thing, the storm was so bad that all the people on staff had patches on their necks so they weren't getting sick, the staff. So, you know, the boat's rocking, and Doris comes down, and I'm like, are you okay? And she goes, I got this. And she goes up on the stage, and she uses the rocking of the boat as a rhythm to begin this song of gratitude and praise like I had never heard. She had everybody, a thousand people, singing and clapping Jesus' name in the bottom of that boat. And I was weeping, thinking we almost lost that voice. If we had given up, if she had given up, we would have lost that voice. And there she is singing out on the high seas 
a song that is as grounded and as grateful as I could imagine. And so it is with joy that I introduce you to Doris. Thank you so much. If I lose my eyelashes, it's going to be a problem. (laughs) Good morning, everybody. I am so grateful to be here. I'm always grateful to come in to the New Canaan Society Breakfast. And I'm so grateful that I get to bring two of my sisters with me that just came into the program. You know, this has been a great year for me. You know, going on the sea was a great thing, but... My life started off with a lot of trauma, which ended up with a lot of fear in my life. But I've been able to travel with Becca, and I've been able to see places that I never thought I would see before. And then I found out that I like to talk, and that's part of my, part of my uh, work thing. And I think, well, I can do that all day long because I like to talk. But then I found out that I love to sell our products, not just because we're selling the products, because every time we sell a product, it helps another survivor get a life back. You can't put a dollar amount on someone's life. You know, women come in off of the street. I don't know what color they are, the color of their hair, the color of their eyes. You know, I don't know what color my hair is, depending on what day it is. But it's like, I love it. I love it that we get our lives back. And we have all, I got to tell you all about these products a little bit. I'm going to tell you about myself. But these are amazing products. And every time, keep in mind that when you purchase one, you help another woman. So we have these amazing Love Heal shirts. We have these amazing Love Heal shirts. Pump thistle farms, and then we have the shirts that actually have thistles on them. We have all types of products. So we help women all across the world, not just women in Nashville, Tennessee. We help women across the globe. So we have women, we have these amazing healing oils. The bags come from San Juan, no, they don't. The bags come from Ecuador. And these are Simbembe bags, a group of women that make these bags. And inside we have the healing oils. We have products, we have actually bag, baskets that are hand woven baskets from Rwanda, Africa. We have, uh, this is an amazing new venture that we've taken on. This is a welcome mat. So not only does love heal, love welcomes as well. And this welcome mat comes from Restoria Greece. Their stories is weaved right into the very fabric of this welcome welcome mat. It's like the little orange lines are the welcome, uh, are the uh, life vest that they wore, and the gray are the blankets. So women and children were fleeing for their lives from the war in Syria. They got on the boat, and they landed at a refugee's camp in Restoria, Greece. And all they had to their names were the blankets and the life vest. And Becca went over, and by nature, they know how to weave and loom. So they weave these wonderful, beautiful welcome mats. So there's only a few, so I would push somebody out of the way to get one if I were you. <laughs> we have these wonderful bracelets. I'm thinking this because this is almost Christmas around the corner. We have these wonderful bracelets. These bracelets have little black lava rocks on them, and you can put your... Um, oils directly on them, the essential oils directly on the bracelets. We have scarves, we have candles. Candles are very important to our community because we light the candle for the woman still out there sick and suffering. We light the candles for the babies that are born into an addiction without a choice in the matter. So I'm just assuming that everybody's going to rush up and buy all the candles. Take that candle home, light it, say a prayer that some woman or man will see the light and find their way home. We have all types of oils and bath products and everything, but I just wanted to say that um, my life is so much better this year 
because my pickers broke. I thought when I got clean, I thought, okay, so every time I go to the mall, I see couples walking hand in hand. So I thought, so I'm going to get up somebody to hold my hand. Well, I think I picked Freddy Cougar. It was not a good thing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, my pickers broke. So then I went to God and I said, God, please help me. I don't want to die alone because I've been alone most of my life. And I said, I want you to send me someone who is kind, who is gentle. Send me a man who loves God more than he'll ever love me. Because if he loves you, Lord, he's going to treat me like a queen. So I grew up in White House, Tennessee, and that's where my trauma began. And three doors up the road was uh, my brother's best friend. They called him Jaybird, a little bit skinny guy, Jaybird. And his, my best friend was Linda. So I've gone off, and I've done all these things, and I've squandered everything I had in my life, and I've been in jail after jail and in prison, and I've been abused, and I've been raped, and I've just spent my whole life in fear. So I came back, and I went to church one day last year, and I saw Jaybird. So I, so he was saying, have you gone to see the movie yet, Black Panther? So we went to see it together. And I found out when he was talking, that was the man that I had been waiting for. So he asked me to marry him. Yay, I'm getting married, y'all. <laughs> thank you, thank you. And he is such a kind, gentle man. He doesn't speak very much, but I said, that's okay. I talk enough for both of us. So. <laughs> But he is such a really nice guy. He is a blessing from the Lord. He is so gentle. He has taught me. I thought I knew about the Bible, but he has taught me so much about the Bible. So he said, I'm your Boaz. I'm the one who came. You know, some men come to destroy. Some men come to pick you up for a minute. But I came to be with you for the remainder of your life. And he is such a great guy. So I'm getting married April the 6th. So in my mind, I'm going to have this royal wedding in my mind. Yeah, not my budget, but in my mind. I'm going to have this royal wedding. And Becca says, I live, the church I go to is a little chapel that has 90 seats. So it won't be a royal wedding. But in my mind, this is going to be the man of my dreams. So we do. We get our lives back. And I thank you, Becca. I thank you so much. I thank Wes and I thank Amy because I'm writing the book. I'm in the process of writing the book. And they're helping me along the way. So I'm going to be able to tell my story. And somebody's even going to read that book. And they're going to say, God is able, no matter what, no matter how hard, God is able to work it out. He worked it out for me. And for anybody else, he's going to work it out. And if you purchase these products, oh, he can say that. That's a- <laughs> Say thank you, I, but thank you so much. I'm going to thank you in advance, and I'm going to get back here and ring you up as fast as I can because I want you all to please come shop for the next woman. Thank you so much. Don't go away. Don't go away. Don't go away. Come here. I can't let you get away here without you singing us a song if you want to. Would you, would you think about singing us a little song? I can. I know you can. Hmm. Okay, I guess I know. Okay, so I can never think of a, I love gospel music, but because my mind is uh, product-oriented right now, when I was in the program, when I came to Thistle Farms, I wrote this little song called I'm a Thistle Farmer, and it names all of our products. So I'm going to sing this little dorky song. It's pretty dorky. <laughs> it's pretty dorky. And I guess you all to join in with me. So it goes like, a little faster. I'm a this farmer, and this farms is where I work. We make body butter, balm, and body wash. I whistle when I work. 
We come together holding hands in the circle where we meet. See lip balm smooth, these candles burning bright, and this paper is really neat. You see, Becca Stevens started this thing 21 years ago. So come on by and get our products. We'll welcome you at the door. I'm a Thistle Farmer. Cafe at Thistle Farms is here to stay. You'll be glad that you're a customer. You smile as you walk away. We make lotion, soap, shave gel, and linen spray the way you like. Healing or geranium too, and books that are out of sight. Hey, 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 I'm a thistle farmer, and thistle farming is what I do. So come on by, shop with us, and we'll make you a farmer too. Heal, employ, empower, yeah. Heal, employ, empower. Becca Stevens, heal, employ, empower. Hal Cato, heal, employ, empower. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on by and shop with us and we'll make you a farmer, make you a farmer, make you a farmer. Up this a farmer, make you a farmer. Proud to be a farmer, make you a farmer, make you a farmer You you have a lot of you're really brave to try to get a bunch of mostly old white boys to clap on time. They did it. Uh, they did it. It's unbelievable. You know, um, we have we have one more thing we got to do here this morning. Um, when we met in September, and I noticed that big old shiny ring on your finger, it's beautiful and one of the prettiest ones I've ever seen. And I said, Doris, what in the world is going on? She said, I'm engaged. This is back in September. Yeah. And uh, I said, who, who too? And you told me a story about Jaybird. Jaybird All yeah. this was going on. And I said, well, when are you going to get married? And you said, well, next April probably. Yeah. And I want a church wedding because I hadn't had a church wedding before, right? Right. And so uh, all of this is going on, and we're, we're sitting there talking about your book that we're getting ready to really start working on now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I want you to talk about just really uh, briefly, but you said you used to pray when you were on the streets for those 23, what, was it 26 years? It was 26 years, 20, 26 years, years. Nashville and 20 years on the street. So I did. I would, I would walk, so I would walk down the streets of Nashville, and I'd be so terrified. And I would be so out of my mind. The only thing I could remember was the 23rd Psalm. And I would say, you know, in the end of the 23rd Psalm, and it says, and I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I knew I wasn't dwell, dwelling, but I cried out, and I said, God, if you just please come get me, I promise you, I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever. By the way, y'all, I'm dwelling. Yeah. <laughs> so he came and got me. Yeah. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and, uh, and she's telling me about uh, Jay Bird and going to get married in April. And I said, why are you waiting so long for April? And she said, 
I want a church wedding this time because she had been married when you were 19, right? Well. Yeah, and it was a very tough thing. And it, it anyway, and two daughters, and two a son and a daughter, a son and a daughter, mm-hmm. and and now you sing in the choir with your your I, daughter. I have two granddaughters. I have two granddaughters, so I sing in three of the choirs in my church, and I am so grateful that I get to sing in the senior choir. Okay, because I'm a senior, but I also get to sing in the divine inspirational choir, and they allow me to sing in the youth choir with my two granddaughters, and the, and so one of the songs I lead is. It's, the words are like, he thought I was worth saving, so he came and changed my life. He thought I was worth keeping, so he cleaned me up inside. He thought I was to die for, so he sacrificed his life, <laughs> so I could be free, so I could be whole, so I could tell everyone and I got my two granddaughters standing up there backing me up in this song because I wasn't able to raise my own children, but by the goodness of God, I'm able to stand there and sing that song with my granddaughters. So, yay. So, so we're sitting there, and I'm saying to Doris, well, why are you waiting to April to get married? And you said, well, I want a church wedding, and I have to save up money for the wedding. Right. And I said, well, Jaybird going to help with that? She said, oh, he's going to be broke the rest of his life paying for this thing on my finger. Right. And, and that's not the way we do this. And right. Right. the Lord put it in my heart that, um, you know, your father um, was, was killed when you were right. a teenager. Right. So he, he's not here. That's right. Uh, he's in the great cloud watching I this whole thing. It. I know I it. it. I and I thought, and then all the men who were a part of the uh, long, sad trail of abuse in your life. Mm-hmm. And I th- I, when I was sitting at that table that day, I thought, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be great if the fathers and brothers that are in our little community here mm-hmm. would step up and pay for your wedding? So we've been, for the last couple of weeks, oh. last month or two, we've been raising money for your wedding. And it is, it is time for you to know how special you are to fathers and brothers and that we love you. And we just want to make you cry this morning anyway. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and you, t- you told me you thought it was going to cost somewhere around $5,000. And we got real close to that. And then the other brothers came up this morning and said, hey, can we still help? Can we still help? We're a little over that now. So, so we're paying for your wedding, baby, and, 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 and the envelope, please. Well, this has been, I have to say, this has been one of the most fun projects I've ever been a part of. And when I walked in here this morning, we had $4,000 that's been given many of you and others that aren't a part of this group. Now... Since this morning, people have just been coming and giving me money. I love that when they come and give me money. <laughs> and now we have $5,250 that we are giving to you for your wedding. Thank you guys for all of this. God is good. Yes. Would you, would you all stand up? <clears throat> We're going to pray for doors right here, right now. Uh, the kingdom of God is not only near to you, but the kingdom of God is here. This, this dear sister is the kingdom of God in, in, in progress and in, in, in process. This is, this is who we are when we're in the kingdom of God. Yes. And we are your fathers and we are your brothers. 
Uh, some of these are young enough to be your kids, so hello. Uh, uh, but this is the kingdom of God. Yes. Father, we thank you for doors this morning. We pray for the anointing, the continual anointing of the Holy Spirit upon her life. We thank you how alive she is and that she's in the business now of being a life giver. And we pray that you would strengthen her. We pray that you would continue to show her your ways and, and help her to trust you. There are many things ahead of her yet that she doesn't know just like for all of us. But would you give her the capacity to trust you one moment at a time, knowing that your grace is sufficient for everything that will come? Father, pour continually your love into her and through her to others. And we thank you for this incredible opportunity and the blessing that we have to participate. In the holy name we pray of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you all so much. You've been listening to the New Canaan Society podcast for the Franklin, Tennessee chapter. Remember to use the discount for NCS guys when you buy from Thistle Farms at thistlefarms.org. Use promo code NCS and the number 15. Also, if your company is looking to share valuable content with your customers or clients, put it into an ebook or a print book. Hire Harrington Interactive Media to edit and package that book, whether digital or print, so that it looks professional. Go to harringtoninteractive.com. Talk to you soon. Yeah.